It's just like they, I mean, they, if you're going to talk about a guy who went insane and was ultimately killed by a math cult, he would be. A yeah, good choice. yeah, yeah. Episode 97 of No Crisis Yet, Ben. We are T-minus three episodes uh, from a hundred fucking episodes. Can we go back? Can we erase no. some? Like, no. kick them out of the archive? All, all the wrinkles, <laughs> all the laugh lines from this podcast are etched into our faces. That's true. Also, In this podcast studio. <laughs> yes, this podcast studio that has definitely not changed at all over the years. Uh, we're drinking some Shipyard Pumpkinhead because mm-hmm. we're basic. That's right, but it's good. It's good. And it's chilly out. It's yes, it is actually fall. The last time we recorded it was fall technically, but it was also like eighty. It was like degrees. a million it was degrees. Like eighty degrees in yeah. here, so plus. So all right, yeah. I, I feel like that we just have to cover a lot of shit. Now you got you know, you're talking. We're talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. We're talking about Maybe I talk talking about all sorts of things. Bit. You enjoy Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I do. I think it's a pretty good game. I feel it's reviewed decently. I guess I don't know. I haven't looked at Metacritic or anything, but I know at least the places that I follow are of one. So uh, you know, Giant Bomb. Doesn't like it. Basically, like yeah. Alex played a bunch of it, and it sounds like he basically played like seventy-five hours over over a week, which would probably make me dislike anything, I guess. But um, said it was too full of stuff and whatever, and that it was. And he liked Origins a lot, so I kind of took that as like, ah, you know, maybe I don't want to spend my time on this one because if it's just a less polished version of that game, then meh. And then I kind of then. Kotaku's been running an article on it basically every day. At oh this my god, point. I know the coverage has been so. Crazy on it. Uh, I just ended up reading more about it, and I was like, actually, maybe I'm gonna give this a shot. Also, you know, Forts is great, but I'm not gonna play it all the way till Red Dead comes out. And there's not really anything else in between that I really want to play. Oh, so, fucking elephant in the room, dude. Um, and I really like Forza, but Forza for me is like pop in for an hour or two and or an hour or so, and then pop out. I'm yeah. not gonna like spend a weekend playing it or something because it is very similar to Forza Three, even with the live stuff and even with yeah. the seasons. Um, you're driving cars and, and a bunch of different racing events, and they handle great. And uh, I have a bunch of cool cars that I've made made messes of, which is real fun. But uh, but yeah, to have something else to just I, I just like open world games. I think I need to need to accept that about myself. Yeah, I will play these Ubisoft games over and over again. I've come on here I, guilty about it before. I, uh, I think it, I just need is, to admit I really like the way they make those games. Yeah, it it is the like we're on completely. This is a good podcast because we're on completely opposite end of the spectrum. I'm fucking. Up to my elbows in Pillars of Eternity, which yeah. is, like, out, at this point, outdated in the terms of, like, it came out, like, three years ago, four years ago? Yeah, it was four years ago. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't even really love it. I just want to, I just got to fucking get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, my party's fucking built, so I'm just, like, rolling through just shit. do it. But it, it is not the same as an, a Ubisoft game where you are, yeah. oh, what's over there? Yeah. Oh, what's over there? What's, what's over there? What's over there? What's over there? Um, and even now... Even now, I'm like, I kind of want to check in on Ghost Recon. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I have a really good time with yeah. that fucking game. No. They, no. The, it is undeniable that Ubisoft makes fucking just yeah. chicken nuggets. The it's, chicken, the 20-piece chicken nugget of games. As, like, I you des- know it's- as I described it, it is like eating McDonald's. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's reliable and it's good. And you know it's going <laughs> to nourish you, but not necessarily but, in the best yeah. way. And it's the same thing you've had a million times at every location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about that in reference to Red Dead coming out. Like, you know, Red Dead's going to be something else on the or on Rockstar's track of open world games, which is completely separate from what every other open world game has been doing. Red Dead is going to be... Uh, people are going to lose their lives over it in terms of, like, yeah. they're going to get sucked in and just... The amount of systems. Yeah. The fucking sheer amount the of systems. The density of it sounds staggering. And it, it's fun. You know, I did, this kind of happened to me with um, Horizon Zero Dawn. came out a couple weeks before Zelda. And I played it. And was like, oh, this is pretty good. I like this. And then played Zelda and was like, oh, God, everything about this game seems terrible. It didn't last. I still was able to go back to it eventually yeah. and enjoy it for what it was. But it's very much like, you know, playing something that's very familiar, very built on everything else that's come before it, and then to have someone kick in the door and be like, but what about this? We're Nintendo, and we make our weapons break, and we got rid of dungeons, and we did all this other crazy shit, and oh, man. it works somehow. I, I effectively have played that game twice. And, like, I, I can say that about a bunch of Zeldas. I've played Ocarina uh, twice. Yeah. I've played, like, Link to the Past twice. But, um, like, but I've played just... that game twice within year a year or so. Right, exactly. Itself. That's like, the fucking thing. That's the difference. Um, and it's just insane. And Red Dead is just going to basically... Kick the saloon door in. Yep. Like, you motherfuckers want gameplay? I'm gonna hold up and everyone's gonna react. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just and it sounds like a you know, playing assassins is really fun, but I'm immediately seeing all the 
almost tropes at this point of the design where it's like, I can knife someone in the fucking street and they will go, ah, and yeah. then that's it. And like, it just the, the, the limit rea- limited reaction the world has to the player and all these other things that are par for the course with open world games because you can't do it differently. Or if you I, did, it would take an immense amount of manpower slash hours slash whatever. And, you know, that's... that's I, I feel like, no pun intended, they offered this as a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there with the pagans? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they offered it up there. Like, they basically looked at this calendar. They're like, all right, well, we can basically throw this on the railway that is Red Dead. Yep. People will play it for a bit. Yep. At least, you know, put in 25. And, we'll, and they're going to do their Ubisoft thing of yep. live updates and there's yep. big expansions and there's Discovery Tour. But there, there is no stuff. illusion that Ubisoft is like, well, we know Red Dead's going to eat our fucking lunch. Yep. So, so and no offense to Odyssey, but it let's is... Let's get cl- to the cafeteria early, basically. Yeah. It, Odyssey is... I don't want to say filler. But compared to Origins, like, I think Origins, like, just... Yeah. It, it was the Zelda thing of, like, we're just going to blow out everything. Yeah. And, and this just is, fucking start from scratch. This is even farther in the RPG direction. You have, like, four slots, you know, five slots for armor. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have crit rates and all these other... Which is actually weird because the game doesn't keep up with that. Like, you have your basic... Um, Damages kind of like you did in Origins, where you had like your blade damage, yeah, your yeah, arrow yeah, yeah. damage, and your melee damage. You kind of have that still, um, but it has all these other things like crit and all these other things, and you can't see what those are anywhere. There's no character sheet, but there's stats for a character sheet. So it's this weird. They're still in this middle ground of like we're kind of getting towards an RPG, but it feels like they need to keep going because it's not it's not as RPG as Witcher, right? It's about there. Is I it mean, really outside of inventory management and the the character sheet stuff? Um, yeah, it is. Like, especially now that there's dialogue options. And a lot and huh. honestly, it is very clearly reverent to The Witcher just in the way like the main plot works on a like, I'm looking for someone. All right, do a favor <laughs> for me, and then I will give you a cutscene uh, telling you what they did when they were here and then where they left yeah. you. So it's like very much like chasing Siri for the first and it actually legit like wraps up three quarters of the way into the game and then there's more game afterwards, just like the Witcher does. Do you do you find yourself doing the Witcher thing of like you wander into a location and you're like, oh, this is going to be a quest location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean they mark stuff on your map, like they mark the dirt, different kinds of quests. And I was also telling you like there's a lot of garbage quests you need to kind of learn to not yeah. take, right? Because right. they just left in some kind of half designed stuff in this, which I I think is largely just like, yo, we had. I think they were working on that since the end of Syndicate, so it's been. <laughs> Oh Three or four years, maybe, but they're working with the tools that Origins was working with. Right, right. Um, and it, you can tell it's a different studio. I think it handles itself much more like Syndicate did, which is it's a little bit too top-heavy with shit. Like, just different systems. Like, not only do you have, you know, your character and whatever, but there's also your ship. So that's the Black Flag stuff coming in. Um, there's your crew, which you can pick lieutenants for your crew, which are people you can recruit. And that Dope. brings in the Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, soldiers, all soldiers have stats potentially, and you can knock them out and be like, "Join my crew," and they just get up and go join your crew. Which really is hilarious. Oh, um, God, Ben, I'm gonna get this fucking game. No, dude. okay, so let me finish though. Um, so they have that system, and then there is a mercenary system because you are a mercenary, <laughs> but also if you do dirt, you get a wanted level. Okay, and then mercenaries will come after you. E- similar into the style of the the the, the uh, no the nemesis system from, oh, from Mordor shit. where they're generated and they show up and they have names. Huh. They're not. But so the thing with both of those systems is they're taken from other games and it's like oh cool someone's finally using this in something else. But they're so optional because you have, you have four <laughs> slots on your ship. There are billions of NPCs. You would never ever want to like go through a. a a base and take everyone back to mother base like you would in, in metal gear. Yeah. Cause you don't have anywhere to keep them. So like there's <laughs> four you need in the whole game. You only need four and you huh. get a lot of the best ones through quests. I also have Evie Fry from Assassin's Creed syndicate. Cause you get her as a, you play reward, but, um, wow. And she just is in her like trench coat. Yeah. From London on this Greek ship with a spear. It's really good. I mean, I dr- I'm dressed like Edward Kenway. Yeah. Fun, yeah so yeah. in origins. So, I mean. uh, so, yeah, all those systems, like, they put them in there, but they're also very much like, oh, you don't have to engage with these if you don't want to. If you are ever have a bounty and you're getting hunted, you literally open the map screen, hold down triangle, and you pay off your whole bounty. Like, there is... Oh, you don't have to go to the telegram office? Nope. Yeah, you can... So, and it's weird because they put in all these different, like, oh, you can kill the sponsor who put the bounty on you and that'll drop it. Or you can just lay low. Or you can do this. Or you can fight the... Or you can just press a button and get rid of it. Like, it's this weird... See, they this never is, fully commit to what they put in. Not to get into this, but, <laughs> yeah. like, this is the thing with Red Dead, is that, like, you could, though. Yeah. You could fucking find the person that's about to report you and... Uh, yeah. This is, this is by the accounts I've read. Find that person, fucking execute them. Yeah. And if you don't do it well, they're gonna someone else is gonna come along. If and be you like, don't oh hide, my God, no, there's a if murder. You, if you don't hide the body, and I've even seen at least in the footage that like if you wait near where you murdered, 
people, people will show up. The sheriff yeah. will show up and, and they'll fucking investigate oh it. God. And then, yeah, so like, I mean, they, they literally, for all intents and purposes, yeah, they literally basically had the, any budget they wanted to make any game they wanted. And, and they, they spent eight and years it, doing it. And it got funneled into Red Dead 2, yeah. which is fucking insane. Because I'm even just talking about it, I'm getting excited. I know I'm going to have to wait like a year for the PC release, maybe. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and even then, even then, I get the sense that like, yes, they're releasing it for PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Yeah. But they're probably really targeting fucking well, PS5. I mean, and they might, yeah, I wonder if they're going to do... The upgrade depends on how long, how quickly along those consoles come, because I've heard there's rumors of PS5 out there, but it also doesn't sound like the architecture is going to be terrifically different. Then no, I mean this is the thing because it would be stupid to go away from the PC. No, we're on X. We are on X86 for the future. Yeah, these consoles are computers. With fixed hardware. Turns out it's the best way to do cross-platform. It's the quickest oh, way to develop anything. Oh, weird. How bizarre. <laughs> oh, my Insane. God. Insane. You know, because you make every game on a PC to start. So why wouldn't anyone go like, why don't you just leave it on here? <laughs> so I recently got RetroArch running. Mm. Um, I don't know if you have any experience with it. RetroArch is the, like, emulator suite, right? It's a front end for, like, any emulator you want. Right. Okay. And I've always downloaded it and struggled to, like, install cores and shit. And then I found the online updater turned out to be incredibly easy to use. Nice. So I have everything. I have, like, PSX... Oh uh, wow! Genesis so it even goes up to that stuff. Genesis, SNES, N sixty four, Dreamcast, Saturn. Ooh. And so, like, I, that's how I got to uh, uh, Legacy of Kane. Oh right, yeah. Uh, it was because I was on, I was on trying it on PlayStation. I'm like, this looks like fucking shit. Um, and I knew that it came out for Windows like ninety five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I ended up getting back when IDOS had those big diamond boxes. Oh <laughs> Do you remember that? The yeah. Tomb Raider one was that. Yeah. The fucking the Final Fantasy VII one yep. was that. Deus Ex was that. Anyway, um, the idea that like all these disparate emulators like that that's just going to go away because yeah. it's all x86 based. Yeah. So and, and even better, like when they go to PS5, they can say, "Oh, hey, all your PS4 stuff works automatically." Because the only not reason only that they might be able to scale all that shit up, similar to how they've been doing with like I think Xbox is eh. yeah, Xbox has been doing that. Where if you if you put Red Dead Redemption xbox original version in it upscales it to 4k and right and and is the performance better do we have yeah, no, yeah, yeah. frame rate's so, better load time shorter is, i mean can you imagine being the poor fucking sod that has to like go to ps3 like oh we have to update these ps3 nope nope like fucking <laughs> yeah impossible they just pull out the design document it's just a huge knot <laughs> it's like well i don't think we can do anything so with this. <laughs> i was reading a game development book by a guy at naughty dog mm. he's a former naughty dog and naughty dog is Arguably the They're best in their field. Wizards, especially with PlayStation. Specifically the three. Yeah. And so he has, the, he's like, there's a chapter where he's just like, I'm going to talk about the PS3 for historical reasons. Because, yeah. like, this is not going to be useful to you. I'm going to explain yeah. how this works. He's talking about all the PPUs and, like, how basically, like, it's a ring of, like, processors that hand off data to each other. And he yeah. was like, it took countless man hours for us to be able to even remotely use that. Like, it, it, it's, it's incredibly difficult for someone who had to be like, okay, hey, can you make... Uh, Dark Souls for this mm-hmm. and also have one for Xbox right, 360. Right. To have them like, both the same. Fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. And then he was like, but Naughty Dog is Naughty Dog, so we had to go further and push that to its Because the we're edge. the flagship of yep. Sony, essentially. Um, so. And also, um, what is Sony Santa Monica, what is that? That's just Sony Santa Monica. Sony Santa Monica, right? They don't have like a... But, uh, no, they're, they're the, the tri- god of war people. <laughs> the triad is... Oh, God. Oh, see, I just fucked up the monitor. No, it's fine. Uh, the, the, the trifecta of PS3 usage is Naughty Dog... Insomniac, eh. Insomniac, yeah, yeah, Insomniac, and and probably well, actually, you know, Sony San Diego wasn't actually really around during the PS3 era that much. They what did, did San a Diego lot do? in PS2. Is a flower now? No, because yeah, they kind of became more of an indie studio uh, during PS3, and it wasn't until Corey Barlow came back for God of War, oh, God bless whatever Corey the fuck Barlow. they call Man. it, is it when it became like a full fledged, like full t- fully huge development studio again? Because um, they were doing. They did, you know, the first several God of Wars, and then I think, yeah, once they went to PS3, it felt like they were an indie place. They did the Pixel Junk games. They did, oh right, 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 or they published a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the flagship Sony developer is more or less in uh, any case is more or less my, Naughty Dog. My point being, like, and it, Insomniac trading tech back and forth. Yeah, my my point being, it should not have been that hard. Yeah, to like. It, <laughs> I understand they thought they were gonna, they were onto something with cell processing and blah blah blah, but like, and it was a very Japanese like design console in a lot of oh, ways. Oh fuck like, yeah, from like, the ground up, and that's why you know Mark Cerny was the guy they brought in for. Uh, all right, for, we're doing x86 because yeah. I make games for a living, and I go know how to find me do an this. engineer. Yeah, and so when when my hopes for Red Dead, I know it's it's just that I know I have to wait, and that's annoying. Mm. But ultimately, it's going to end up on my computer. I know yeah. it will. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's anyway. gonna be. But yeah, so like playing that. 
in the shadow of this big, huge thing coming out. Yeah, dude, uh, you're just... Playing Odyssey is... This is just an appetizer for It's you. an appetizer, but it's also, again, reaffirming for me that, like, I just love open world games. You give me a horse and a big, like, bit of countryside to roll over, I'm probably going to be into it. So... I booted, um, I booted up Origins the other day, yeah. and just, like, there's something about just fucking in the desert, get on your horse, and just ride to yeah. the horizon. And I've, it just feels so fucking satisfying. There is a nice, like, compartmentalization to Odyssey, because a lot of it takes place on islands. So, like, you can... Oh, yeah, pull up, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You're, you're sailing around the Aegean Sea, you're pulling up at Delos or whatever island, and there's always, like, a quest line within the island, or islands, if it's a series of islands, Um so it has that like kind of localized feel of, of of Skyrim or Elder Scrolls. When you go to a region, it's got its own shit. Were, were you having flashbacks to Skellige? Because it's basically yeah, the same yeah, thing. It's basically the same thing. It's just a bunch of islands. Not a lot of snow, though. There is some snow on some of the tall mountains near Sparta. But uh, either way, it's um, it's just also, you know, for somebody who's kind of a history dork, I think as long as they have a good setting for those games, I'm probably going to be into it yeah, regardless same. of a lot of garbage. I, the only reason I've not pulled the trigger on it is because I know I'm going to like just fucking... Yeah, and I would I, say save it for like January or something. Well, that's when, what I do. I usually take When like, it goes on sale yeah. for 40 bucks and you can, right. you can grab it I, for cheap. I have, I'm struggling not to buy Far Cry 5. Like, yeah. See, I that just, was the thing. Like, I, I always was like, oh, I'll pick up Far Cry 5 when it's cheap because I do like those games. I just didn't hear it. But then Odyssey was like, nah, maybe I'll just push that down the road a little bit further because I am more into Assassin's Creed than oh, I am what, Far Cry. What do I, ben, what do I wish I do? Far Cry 5 or Odyssey? I mean, money-wise, probably Far Cry 5 because it's probably 40 bucks by now. But um, I, for me personally, like, I am way more into the Peloponnesian War than I am Montana. <laughs> and that's different. Same. I, but they do, yeah. and, and they have grafted enough of Far Cry into Assassin's sure. at this point. Sure. Like, every outpost yeah, is yeah, an yeah, outpost yeah. like Far Cry. Uh, the skill tree is similar now, and they, they definitely, like, there are definitely some things they did better than Origins. Like, the the, the tree in Origins is this huge web, yeah. has a lot of, like, very incremental, non-noticeable shit. The one in, uh, in Odyssey is, like, three builds, essentially. You got your assassins, you got your your warrior and your archer stuff, and I've gone pretty much full assassination, and it's really fun because it's yeah. actually making me play the outposts much more stealth focused than I would. Yeah. Because once it goes off, it takes a long time to kill people, but if I'm sneaking up on them, it, it, yeah, it's it. So it actually encourages stealth, which is something that series has basically thrown out the fucking which, which window. Is, which is funny because if you look at any of the gameplay coverage, it's everyone's just fucking wading yeah. into the fucking sword and shield, and, you, and it's like, eh. yeah. And once you get in combat, like there's a lot you can do because there's like all these. You have like a toolbar of skills now. It's much more about using those skills at right moments and buttressing it with a couple of regular yeah, stabs yeah, yeah. as opposed to Origins, which was a lot of regular combat and then one big flashy attack you get once you build it up. They took that system and made it almost the entire yeah. combat, which is much better, I think. You can mix and match. You can change whenever you want. You can you can refund all your shit for like in a button press for like less than a thousand gold, which is really cool because nice. like you can just you can spend points and be like I never use that ability and just refund them all and just put them <laughs> else somewhere else. It's it's really nice. Like that stuff. Feels again more thought out because it's more about builds because all your armor yeah, has yeah, percentage yeah, yeah. increases on stuff and and so that's nice. Um, and I guess really just at the end of the day, like it's gorgeous, just like Origins was. Like it's it's so much bigger just because it's the ocean. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's there are parts of it where like there's marshlands that look exactly like the marshes in Origins. <laughs> there are cities that look exactly like cities. Pay no attention to that, Ben. Yeah, because they had Pay a no ton attention of to you know the, the real business reason they did this is because yo we got all these assets for from Greek cities in I, Egypt. We can take them and turn them into full Greek islands in this game. I remember when I was playing Origins and you get to like the northwest area and you're like, yeah. oh, this is just fucking. Rome. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is more or less Rome slash Greece. Yeah. And I'm like, this is such a weird thing. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole other fucking game. And it's almost like a post-game thing, because, like, you get yes. up there just yep. for a couple of quests, yeah. and then once you finish the game, there's like, oh, there's way more shit to do. But but it's, like, completely different architecture and yeah. different... And you're just like, why the fuck... Why is this here? And you're like, oh, Origins... Like, yeah. Origins was just, like, also sharing resources with, like, Odyssey. Yeah, like, yeah. And it, it, man. it's, it's kind of how they did the, the you know, the trilogy of Ezio games was, like, we have Italy. Let's do Italy again. Okay, we can't do Italy a third time. <laughs> What if we made it Constantinople and just kind of changed the lampposts and stuff? Yeah. So, but like the basic pieces all right, look right, like they right. came from the same thing. Um, it's how you make a game in eighteen months like that. Um, but it still looks fantastic. And Cassandra, she's the one I picked, is a pretty cool character. Like, I've heard the guy's kind of a dumb dumb. Yeah, I don't know. And like it's dud. it's kind of neat how they use uh, the other. So the other twin does factor in based on who you choose. Okay, it factors in the storyline, and it's actually kind of interesting how they do that. Um, I was I was uh, 
it would be neat to see it from the other side to see Cassandra play the other character that I'm thinking of. But regardless, you know, she has a witcher isn't about her because she's a, she's a mercenary, yeah. so she really doesn't choose sides, and she is an exiled Spartan. So I've I have chose I've taken the dialogue tact of fuck that place every time I yeah, can because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't hate Sp- Sparta's part of history. There's plenty of awful fascistic uh, societies within history, but Sparta is the one that's the basis for like every warrior race and every fantasy RPG. Yeah. And I don't generally like those people or those races that they make up. You know, the only ones I can think of, I really do like are the Krogan. Uh, I like the Krogan. The Krogan They're are fine. good because they, especially Rex kind of admits that we're all just a bunch of dumb, it, dumb, yeah. dumb meatheads. And that's our problem. Not that that's why we're the greatest. Um, but the Skelligans from, from which are the same way where, Everything is all about martial combat and toughness and all this other shit. And, um, you know, they don't completely, and I'll see maybe, they kind of work around the fact that, uh, you know, in Sparta there were basically three classes of people. There's Spartan warriors, there's free citizens, which are related family of the free, and then slaves. And that's Oh, it. yeah. Everybody's yeah. a fucking slave. If you are in Sparta and you're not good enough to be a, a martial person, you are a slave. <laughs> and um, there's a bit of a like, slave revolt kind of thing that starts, but then you kind of curb it. I'm just like, can I make a full-blown <laughs> slave revolt happen? I know I can't, because historically speaking, I can't. But um, anyway, so it's it's the, the world is still very interesting. It's different enough from Origins that way that if you are in history, I think there's something there. Um, and they, you know, they, they still do their, they don't have a codex still, but they have like, when you get to a historical landmark on the map, it'll pop up in the map screen. You can go read like, here's what, um, this is Pericles. When Pericles built the Acropolis, this is how he did it. This is what was in it. Like, I, I, I still prefer the Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. Of like, it just, because you get like I the snarky the commentary. Stuff, yeah. I, well. I, I wonder what the logic behind getting rid of that stuff is. It's probably like 0.11% of L players read it. So they're just like, we can't. Yeah, I mean, and that was the game they would So know. they just reduced the writing every time around until they got yeah. to Origins where they completely got rid of it and kind of supplanted it with that Discovery Tour. But it's a different thing. And it's definitely not as deep a dive as a lot of those codes. Yeah, but even then, there's still like a lot of like letters and in-game yeah. shit. Like the writing is still there. There's yeah. a trem- I don't even know how many fucking. There's pieces. a lot, and like w- within the cultist system that's in this game, there's hints and clues that every cultist has. When you kill a cultist on the tree of the other ones, they'll give you a hint, and that stuff's all written like correspondence between spies, where they use code names and everything. So there's a lot of writing still. It's just the cultist system. Can you just if you just luck into killing someone, can you do that? Yes. Can you really yeah. just like fucking run so up with somebody? So they just like, exist in the world, and and if you find a cultist, um, they would be marked after you kill them as you kill the cultist. Um, but usually that doesn't happen. They're kind yeah. of hidden away in strongholds with guards around them and stuff like that. But once you know where they are, you can go after most of them, which huh. is cool. Um, yeah, it's an interesting game. Like it is kind of a just smorgasbord of shit. But a lot of that shit's really <laughs> Ben Brown says smorgasbord of shit. It's like so much stuff, and it is very much like it actually does remind me a bit of like Fallout Four, where they're like, "Yeah, we built this whole building system, but you never have to use it. Don't worry." <laughs> until Fallout Seventy Six. Until Fallout Seventy Six. Um, and the same thing with the mercenaries and the capturing crew for your boat and stuff. It's like, oh, it's there, but you don't have to deal with it if you don't want Interesting. to. Interesting. Which begs the question of like, well, why is it here in the first place? Can like, we can we change gears for a second here and yes, talk about Fallout Seventy Seven? Yeah, yeah. Fallout Seventy Seven. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Fallout 76. It won't be till next year. The, until it's the actual, the nuclear holocaust in Fallout takes place in 2077. That's right. Uh, so, it's, so my question about 76 mm-hmm. is, is less about, I don't give a fuck really about, it's not that I don't give a fuck about the game, but I, I don't I think I'm going to get it. I'm not going to get it either. Um, and so I, I'm just curious what your take on it is. Have you seen any coverage I saw, of it? I saw, watching, a, I forget who the place I was watching, it was a Eurogamer, somewhere was just running through some footage and talking about it. And immediately they mentioned like, yeah, I don't know why they showed this off so early because it kind of looks like shit. Like they, it runs they sh- like it shit runs too. Like shit. Yeah, exactly. it just looks awful. The, the game looks fine, but it they're running it on a PS4. The beta is out. I think tomorrow. Um, oh my god, is it really? Yeah, the open beta for anyone who pre-ordered, which is a real fucking shitty way to get people in your beta. Eh. Just sidebar, like beta does not mean beta. Hey, anymore. do I want to try to see if this game is for me? Because it's a completely new shift on Fallout. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can try it, but you got to pay for it first. <laughs> it's like, eh, I don't know. So, uh, but watching that stuff, like, it looks a lot like Fallout 4. Looks like a, a big mod because uh, it Fallout is. 4. It just is. And, like, I think there was a, a, a bit in that in that video I was watching where you were in the middle of the street and there was, like, 40 ghouls running and everyone's <laughs> shooting. And I'm like, is this a fucking Fallout game? This is impossible. Uh, like, just the density of things on in front of you, it seems completely antithetical to what that series is. I have is. a lot of questions. I, I just... <sighs> and I, it seems like a neat, like, side project. I don't... 
begrudge them for trying it and going like, we were going to think about this during Fallout 4. We didn't quite get to it, so we're going to do this as like a did, s- an in-between. Did you see the no-clip um, thing about Fallout Shelter? Yeah. And that, the just the fucking scale of that game. Yeah, yeah. And it, they tapped an outside studio. I think they're based in like Brazil, right, or something. Right, that they went and ripped it off for that Westworld game. <laughs> well, they, yeah, ultimately. Supposedly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, like, let's just say, whatever, fine. They, got, they tapped this external studio and then they did it. And it crashed Apple's fucking servers. And so yeah. I think no matter what, 76 is going to do well. It's going to do well. Fallout's a very popular series, which, you know, also, if you would have told me that like 10 years ago, I'd be like, Fallout? No, I don't. What are you talking about? My, so my brother-in-law, who is younger than me by a magnitude of 10, let's say, mm-hmm. um, played through Fallout 1. And he was like, I mean, I played through it, but that game's so fucking janky. And I was like, yeah. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it was. It was a Black Isle game. So inherently, but it was also amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he basically said the setting carried it. Yeah, and I was it does. Like, yeah, absolutely. It does. And in the 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 sense of that Fallout flavor, as Todd Howard calls it, like that does do a lot for those games. Like just that that veneer of the the retro fifties and the kind of black sense of humor and stuff really does a lot for those. Oh games. yeah, for sure. Um, and it just, I just, they're gonna they're gonna make their money back on seventy six oh, sure. easily. But like, holy shit. And there might be some really great stories we hear of people with towns fighting with each other and stuff, but like it's something that I mean, I, really? I, Rust Rust is out there. Rust is on the cutting yeah, edge. And that's it's I guess the a fucking awful experience. This looks like they're putting a lot of bumpers on Rust, essentially. Like they're trying to put bumpers on Rust. Trying to do Rust. that. And so and we'll see if that's even possible to make a game that's no, emerging. People people ruin everything, Ben. This is true. They ruin everything. This they is just true. fuck it up. They just shit it up and like it's awful. And they will find ways to fucking twist systems. I- yeah, and it, it's it, it's it, this is also Bethesda's first time ever doing a live game ever, ever, ever. Yeah, <laughs> like this will be really weird to see how they support it. Like, yes, uh, Bethesda Online Studios runs at ESO, but that's a completely different studio and a completely yeah. Different state. ESO is way different. It's, it's totally it's different. It's not comparable. To they this. have a little bit of experience with a live game through that, but only through their company they didn't de- yeah. develop that game um so that'll be interesting to see how they support it how they deal with server load because if it's as popular as most fallout games are it's going to be a, a beast ha- dude hack they're gonna hack the fucking shit out yeah. of that game. and how are they well that was like remember with fallout 3 like the best way to get achievements was just to go into the console yep. and activate just them all open and con- they yeah. never got rid of that you could still boot up the steam version today and give yourself every goddamn achievement in that game and that that's just Bethesda. They just leave the hood open, you know. But that when you're talking about a single player game, that's great. You can fix it when their scripting breaks. Yeah. You can fuck around with stuff. You can spawn a million cheese wheels. Great, <laughs> great shit. But when you put that into a multiplayer context, what's that going to do? When they're kind of uh, leaky, let's say, kind of ship goes out. Is it is it going to not get completely fucked? I guess I don't know. I, this is a total sidebar, a total mm. side rant. I saw maybe it was Kotaku that ran, or maybe it was Polygon. Basically, it was like a very like fifteen hundred word write up about like it's disgusting that you can use nuclear weapons as a. I mean, it is thing. completely like, opposite of what nukes have been in the series too. I agree with that point, but I, I also that think point, it's a like, dumb multiplayer game. I'm like, but did you not play Metal Gear Solid Five? You could build nukes. Yeah, yeah. Like you could li- and you could build the fucking whatever. Although whatever. it did give you a devil horn when you did it. <laughs> it sure. It was there was consequence to it. But I think the idea of like just. Well, I'm going to nuke my buddies. It fits in perfectly with, like, the horrible black fucking humor of Fallout. Not only that, but also just, I mean, yeah. I mean, even when they introduced, like, the Fat Boy in 3. Like, that's something that yeah, is, I, is is within the series' DNA. And also, like, it's a multiplayer game. It's not going to be serious. It's like trying to take Battlefield 1 seriously or trying to take Battlefield yeah. 5 seriously or trying to be like, hey, why are uh, Winston and so-and-so friends in Overwatch cutscenes, but then they're just killing each other all the time? This doesn't make any sense. It's like... Uh. No shit. It's a multiplayer game. It's just a playground with See, the I'm toys just, from Fallout or World War Two or World War One or I'm whatever. becoming a grump, Ben. I was already there. <laughs> the headline. I get it. I get it. The headline. We're talking about it, so it did exactly what it was yeah. designed to do. Yeah, yeah. But, but come, like, come on, like, flash in the pan. You know, you gotta have something to write about every day at Kotaku when you have to write 400 articles every day. What the fuck? I almost had a conniption. <laughs> I was reading something. It was like, it was like Donald Glover isn't the woke bay you think he is. <laughs> just like it was on Vice, and I was like, you throwing your computer fuck, out the window. Like, what a fucking shitty fucking me. Like this is in a time when like an administration is seeking to like actively hurt people mm-hmm. and you're trying to fucking shit up Donald like oh, yep. whatever yep well the, whatever. but this is the thing anything they can do be like okay what's trending on our site his name <sighs> so let's fuck with that you know that's the cynical read of it of course but i definitely think especially and this is Cocker doesn't run that site anymore but th- that mentality of like if you work here you have to put out 10 
10 posts a day at least or something like oh, sure. that. Well, all right. That forces you to come up with some really fucking stupid columns. So I'm going to say this. I like Jason Schreier a lot. I have his book. I bought his book. Like, it's yes. great. He's a good reporter. He is. Um, but basically, so the whole kerfuffle over the 100-hour work we think from Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he... For anyone who doesn't know. Yes. Hauser, what are you doing? Yeah. How do you not have talking the points? The first in- interview with this guy. How do you not guy, have talking points? This first interview with this guy and like almost he never talks they never yeah. talk he maybe talked to, during to get a hauser five. to talk to you like what it yeah. was a hauser right yeah it was dan hauser yeah um, it, was, it, was, it was from straight from the horse's mouth see i'm gonna look this up right now yeah and it was you know it was a bad story too i don't know if you read the story but it was shit it was just a puff piece like yeah, it, was, it was it was a really but even in that environment he still fucked it up yeah like, what are you doing and then like le- i assume they let him read it before they posted it that kind of thing. like i would imagine I mean, maybe, I if you're giving him a, an interview if the houses are giving you an interview they probably get to look at it before you get to publish it maybe not who knows um but regardless, yeah, like they said, oh yeah, we're pulling hundred hour weeks, and they're like, oh holy shit, that was just the four of us who write. And uh, oh, this, the the follow up statement was like e- designed by committee. Like, yeah, okay, you, you have to fucking say this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was you know, it was the, apparently the interview was with Vulture. Yes, with Vulture and <laughs> what the uh, fuck like. It's New York Magazine, but that site. I know, like just that site. It. Occasionally, I find really good stuff on that site, but most of the time, it is like. Yes, Donald Glover is not the Wolf Bay you thought he is, that kind of stuff. Just like celebrity gossip shit and occasionally, because it's New York Magazine site, so occasionally stuff from New York Magazine runs on there, and that's usually bigger and better, but whatever, that doesn't matter. The point is, yeah, yeah, the whole thing with the the 100-hour work weeks, I was reading, because I was reading some of his stuff on Twitter and just being like, thank God there's someone here to say like, yo, this is a bit more complicated than just everyone was working 100-hour weeks or everyone's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so here's here's where I come down on Jason Schreier. Mm. Love his work. But he was in the comment section, so basically like the hundred hour work week thing and uh someone in the comments. He he basically was like rebutting points brought up in the argument. Yeah. Um and he basically said at one point, uh he the accusation was you're only saying this because it's Rockstar. Right, right, right. And he's like, Well, you know, Kotaku, we never pull punches. And I'm like, dude, fucking you've published literally there's literally a fucking thing where they say the internet reacts to X. Yes. And they do it every week yep. about just, and I'm just like, dude, yeah. yeah, you fucking like. I mean, his work, I would say, his generally work is speaking, fine, yeah. but don't try to tell me that Kotaku doesn't pull punches. Yeah. Like you're running Ubisoft shit every day, yes. like you said. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. The half the reason I probably gave Assassin's Creed Odyssey a second look is because I read like four articles yeah. on Kotaku. It's my fault for reading Kotaku all the time. But, but what do you think? Do you think it was in in the fucking twenty studios that made Odyssey, the yeah. working conditions were fucking great? Well, like, and come on. I will say. At least credit where credit's due, Heather Alexander's review of the game, there is a paragraph towards the end that's like, you got to imagine, how does someone make a game like, what are the working conditions yeah. for people to make a game this size? And she's like, no, I'm not specifically accusing Ubisoft because we you know, don't have any specific stories about it, but there is no way a game this big and this complicated no, comes out without people working a fuckload probably more than they should in a four-hour <sighs> week. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Maybe we should not probably get into that here um, as far as like what's good for games and, and is a 40 hour work I, week I, I something have, you could actually do. I uh, have no idea. And and I, that's it. We don't have any idea. And I think the thing with rockstar that makes it even more complicated is this is the first time they've put everybody on a, a single game when they, when rockstar spouses happen, when all their bad crunch stories happen <laughs> oh back with the first red dead, that was when it was just rockstar San Diego making that game. But even, even by extension team Bondi, like, yeah. And team like, Bondi was on. the same way. Like, yeah. So, and then, and, and, then, Ever since, I think, GTA Five was... Because that was the era when they did GTA Four, Red Dead, L.A. Noir, GTA Five, And that apparently was... You know, you can don't have to look too far to find horror stories oh, about no. the crutch, crunch for those games. But those were all individual studios being kind of supported by the other ones that were working on something else. After GTA Five, it was everyone, except for the GTA Online team, on one game. And so... Some people say, like, oh, that's relieved a lot of the... Cra-. Like, this is not as bad as GTA 4. GTA 4 is, like, probably the high watermark I've heard for, like, I, just utter, absolute crunching I mean, if, for years. If you want to jump... If we want to stomp and jump on the third rail, like... So, I've seen so many conversations about um, unionization. Yeah. And it's not that I'm inherently against or for unionization, but, like, look what happened to the U.S. auto industry. Like, they're so easily abused. On the other hand... Yeah. I, I mean, the thing, I don't want to enjoy a game and feel like, oh, my God, someone lost their spouse over well, this. Well, that's the thing that I, I'm kind of more – I think it needs to happen because I think there's just no other way to protect these people in any – because, like, the industry is not built in any way to 
there's no incentive to taking good care of your workers in that space, oh, no. especially in games where you have a billion young people who want to come out of school and make video games, and they'll do it for way less than the guy who's been doing it for four years. So, yeah. you know, when the project's over, well, we can just get some fresh new artists instead of hiring back on the one we've worked well with in the past. Like, it's built for that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just is like relying on the consumers to advocate for the where their shit comes from not in this country people generally don't give a shit <laughs> no. where the stuff they use comes from that's like that's not just video games that's your phones that's your clothes whatever that's a bigger thing so the i think the only way that they get any kind of protection to be like hey your studio's closed you get no severance the thing that happened at telltale oh man the thing that can the only <laughs> thing i can really see that would prevent <laughs> something like that from happening is having some sort of leverage what a fucking nightmare dude <laughs> oh my at God. telltale like to see not only not only did you get fucking no severance and you got fucking kicked out the door yeah. they're gonna zombify your shit yes and <laughs> you're in you're in the possibly the most expensive city in the country uh, yeah it <laughs> with sucks. not a pot to piss in and yes plenty of game studios around so at least you're in the right area but like there's only so many jobs at ubisoft in san francisco or whatever so it's uh, that that whole thing is extraordinarily bad. Like I don't think most studios that close down still know they're going to close down more than a week beforehand. But like, yeah, it 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 feels to me like something something like that has to happen because there's no there will not be any consumer advocacy outside of a few people on Twitter and some angry articles written. And that's great. They bring it to light. That's their job. Whatever. But like to rely on the people to be like i'm not gonna buy that game because it took too long other I, people's hours and like i think about that because i also know people who work in the industry oh, for sure but like again the vast majority of people who play video games don't give a shit how they exist no i, I <laughs> but i think the reality is i mean i, I can't think of a, a single union that has come about recently yeah i mean they, it, it is more complicated than like it just makes everything better um but yeah. i do think in the case of the games industry especially because it is so ripe for exploitation that if there's anything they can do to be like, hey, you know, if you're part of this, you are guaranteed some amount of protection when the studio goes tits up because the guys who run this place bought, you know, bought 40 licenses for Marvel stuff that they're never going to be able to Fuck. produce for. Like, you know, ultimately what failed at Telltale is management. Like, they just way overextended themselves way too fast and never decided, like, hey, maybe we should, like, retool our tech at some point or do anything different. <laughs> and instead they just what? acquired, acquired, acquired until they... There's 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 a Corey McCarthy analogy, so bear with me. This is labored. Mm-hmm. Like basically says there's like a talks about a woodworker. Woodworker's like the best woodworker in the village in this me- in this Mexican village. Yeah, but he can't stop yeah. to sharpen his tools, so he just keeps getting worse and yeah. worse. But he never repairs his tools, and as a result, he never makes good stuff. And then it's just like it's a Ouroboros of just he just goes to shit. Yeah, and I'm just like Telltale. Yeah, you didn't take time to just stop. Like and, and fix your saying, shit because yeah. their shit was fucked up even back in the original Walking Dead. I like had save files corrupted. I just picture a deli. <laughs> yeah. I just picture a deli with like and there's like oh you want to do Batman? All right, wait. You want to right, take a number? Take wait, a number. Wait. What about Guardians of the Galaxy? Who's got that? Yeah, we're gonna, uh, Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands? Yeah. And they're just like fucking. They just did, and they're just like Telltale's just got an arm full of tickets. We'll yeah. take all of these, yeah. please. And it's just like just fucking calm down, dude. If, and it yeah. sucks to say like if they just put people out of their misery early on. And retooled the tech and yeah. staffed up responsibly. Yeah, and it wouldn't it, have happened. It was like, like you know, the, whatever. I'm an armchair CEO, so no, what do I know? And, and the notion but, I know that is in last year when they let go like a quarter of their workforce and and pushed out the old CEO, yeah. that was what they were trying to do. Dude, dude, but that doesn't too matter. Too late. Because like, like they, they, it comes to the studio closing and no one getting severance, and then they're like, oh, funding fell through. I'm like, really? Like, how is it not immediately built into the budget that yo, we always have the cushion for the severance? Like, how is that? Because in a lot of places, that's a foregone conclusion. That's how you are legally required to run corporations like that. But, again, there's no accountability, so no. why the fuck would they? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I something has to change. And I think the thing that is, that's spiriting that people are talking about it, but it's dispiriting, is that Rockstar's best thing was, like, you know, back in 2010, and EA Spouse before that was, like, 2007, 2006. Yeah. So it's been a long fucking time. That people have been worked very hard in those in that industry, and people occasionally go like, "Hey, we should," eh, and just kind of go back to it. So I, I am terrified, and this is like this is a very American like. It is the, what is the Futurama thing where like I forget what the scene is, but like Fry's like like yeah, fuck poor people, and yeah. and they're like why are you saying that, Fry? And he's like, well, because I could be one of them one day, yeah. right? So my fear, my deep specter, is that like we get to a point so. Italy, if you don't know, is ruled by these weird fucking guilds and unions. Mm. So there is a uh, what's the 
Notary. Mm-hmm. The notary union is one of the most powerful in Italy because they basically can, at a moment's notice, be like, yeah, fuck you. We're not going to fucking back any of this paperwork. Yeah. Until we get what we want. Also, hey, my uncle and my cousin need to be notaries. Now they are. Yeah. Um, and the idea of just the quality, like the idea of a young artist going in and be like, hey, like I have these fucking dope ideas. It's like, well, mother- number one, motherfucker, you got to pay dues. Yeah. Number two, you're not going to get a good project until you get seniority. Yeah. And also... Bob and his uncle and his brother have seniority, so you need to wait. And like, I'm yeah. just like, eh. I, I agree that with is, that. In, that in is the most, like... The scope, I just also think that video games aren't nearly as important as, say, notaries and legal no. stuff. So, like, I feel like there's a little more wiggle room. Oh, Especially because when I look at... Um, well, uh, the, the closest example, the, I think, the film industry. SAG. Is that's SAG, what I was going to exactly. say. Um, and even then, SAG is guilty of some weird... Oh, like, totally. Look what happened. Like, could you fucking imagine a Harvey Weinstein of EA... Like that's what, yeah, <laughs> and, and right. that that was like yeah, SAG was in his fucking pocket forever, right. and it's disgusting. And yeah. like, but the the the, ex- the excuse is well, that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I want to deunionize Hollywood, but like, no. there's some weird like the 30 mile zone thing. Like, yeah, no, all it, that shit. it is not all roses. That's no. for sure. But I I do think especially, but, but is it better than the alternative of like I guess we'll just use the sweatshop in India? I don't fucking know. And the like, bigger problem is that games are not getting smaller. Like when no, you look at something like no. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you're like, well, they're just gonna try to top this. Think next about time. think about the the fucking animations that go into camels and horses and yeah. boats. Like, no, you need the the fucking the requirements. Like just the sheer amount of time. It's it's the um the God of War beard thing. Yeah, his beard is not a shader. No, in, yeah, yeah. in the new God of War, it is literally someone just fu- like and Corey Balrog in the his ASIS uh, interview was like he's like I know this sounds really stupid. Yeah, but like when you see a beautiful thing, like you see like the cars in Forza or like whatever the sheer scale of content, and you're like, man, they must have developed an algorithm for it. And he's like, no, it's just someone who's like, I guess this will take 200 hours. Yep, and they just do it. Well, and it was like uh, when I learned how uh, Naughty Dog does their mocap stuff because I figured like, oh, they just capture everything and that's why it looks so good. And it's like, yeah, they capture the motion, but they have to key they have animate to, yeah, every they have to frame of every, everyone's and face. It's one. It's like <laughs> it is similar to the pyramids where it's like, oh, they could have used kites to get the things up there. Yep. They could have used levers, but it doesn't matter. It took a million fucking hours. Yeah, like that is the scale of fidelity now. Yeah, and um, that's and the expectation for that. And and like you know, I would personally be okay if maybe there were like a dozen less triple a gigantic super games every year oh of course because i don't i'm not able to keep up with them now it would be better if there was a dozen less of them but the problem is the financial rewards for you know god of war selling 3.3 million copies in a weekend or whatever the fuck red dead is gonna sell um like the incentive is there uh, to go big because independent game shops are just not gonna get that game for like three months that sucks hard i actually it brought it reminded me of a, a story when i was living in Keene. Where I grew up, uh, there was a local game store there, and there was a GameStop, and I always went to the local game store because they were cooler and they were cheaper than GameStop. <laughs> yeah. And I pre-ordered GTA Vice City there. Oh man. And I was uh, very excited for that game. Uh, as a, as I don't a, know if you know, it has as chainsaws. A, as a high school uh, high school age boy who's spent mainly the last four years prior to that playing Grand Theft Auto Three, oh I don't think I could have been more excited for a video game at that point. And what did you get it for? The day it came, uh, PS2. Oh yeah. The day it came out. Um, Actually, that was back when they only came out on PlayStation. Um, the day it came out, the local game store didn't... And this was common back then. Nowadays, it's really hard to find a game not on release day. Like, everybody gets yeah. them early enough and whatever. But back then, it was like, especially for Keen, it was all kind of the beaten uh, path. So you would get games maybe two or three days late often. Yeah. Um, and so I called them, like, the day before Vice came out. And I was like, you guys getting it tomorrow? And they're like, oh, we might not have it until Thursday. And me and my friends were like, we got to cancel our pre-orders. We got to fuck. And they had, like, a lot of good shit. They had, like, cool posters yeah, and yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think eventually they did get it on the day and we ended up buying it. But the immediacy that we were just like, fuck that. Let's go to GameStop. Let's drive to Concord. Like, it was bad. And it was more because I was way more interested in the game than the, if I could go back to myself and be like, dude, this store is not going to be around. Just support them until GameStop <laughs> runs them into the ground. Um, but to think about now, especially with digital and all these other things, like, that's a huge. This is one of the, this is the biggest game of the year, probably sales wise. And to take anyone out of the first week loop on those sales is just cruel. Yeah, but, but this is the whole thing is that when you have, when the industry is worth what it is, which yeah. is literally billions of dollars. You have power players who don't don't give a fuck they don't about have the product. To give a fuck. <laughs> right. They are they they literally go in they, they could have been the CEO of Coca-Cola and yeah. they go and they say, Fuck you, give me my allotted amount yep. and some. And then some. Or yeah. fuck you, we will turn this on you. You, and, you get to take that Coca-Cola logo off your sign and then yep. see what happens. Yeah, and this is that's that is those are the yeah. stakes, which is fucking insane. Yeah, and I mean I've heard some uh, theory the the download on PS4 is 100 gigs. It's yeah, bigger it's than a Blu-ray disc, so it's probably on two discs. Can you imagine having a data cap 
I mean, yeah. I, I'm spared. I'm assuming because we're in New England. For, for whatever reason, I don't have a data cap. I've never run up against it. Uh, yeah. But Comcast theoretically does have a terabyte uh, data cap, which I initially was like, oh, I'll never go through that. And then my cousin's like, but it's downloading Red Dead uh, yes. 10 times. I'm like, Fucking, fuck, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just... Um, that, so, you know, production might be the reason. But, like, they've known this game's been coming out for over a year. It has been delayed many times. But, like, the idea that they couldn't get the production ramp up for this game that everyone making it, everyone buying it knows is going to be massive uh, is still discouraging. And it's it's going to be fucking crazy, dude. It's a bummer, but I think, you know, I'm also a person who's going to buy it digitally because... Ben, I you're contributing it. to the oppression. I can, I can play it at midnight and I don't have to worry about a fucking case floating around and all this. You know, I've gone a lot digital and a lot of stuff just because I hate having shit around. I, so when Fallout 3 was coming out, I was incredibly excited about Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that Mine was going to arrive. I had pre-ordered it like six months in advance, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm getting the special edition lunchbox, motherfuckers!" Yeah, um, that was not, a good. Situation. I did not get the I did not get the Pip Boy thing. That was too much for me at the time. Um, I've worn one of those. They're actually not very comfortable. No, I can't you. imagine. I think they're, the they're, they're meant to be on a pedestal. Yeah, right? I mean, you put your phone in it, and <laughs> sure, it's silly. Um, and so ultimately, what happened was I realized it was not coming the day of, mm-hmm. and so the midnight release came. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I guess we got to drive to my friend's house an hour away because I, I, I just need to see it. <laughs> yeah. I just need to see this fucking thing in action. And yeah, he got it. He went to the midnight launch, got it, mm-hmm. watched him go take the goat exam or whatever. And Tunnel Snakes rule, et cetera, et cetera. Stayed up till 7 a.m., went to bed, woke up to the UPS man dropping off my lunchbox. There you go. Um, the fervor is there. Yeah. And that's Red Dead is going for to be. It's going to be it. I it's mean, gonna it's be, going to be the, the event of the season. Is it going to be midnight? The, there has to be midnight launches. Oh, I right. Absolutely. So nothing has midnight launches anymore, pretty much. But I bet if there was still going to be one, shit, the last midnight launch I went to was StarCraft 2. I was just going to say that. Yes, me too. I went to a, <laughs> yes, I went to a GameStop in Derry um, to go get uh, StarCraft 2. Yeah. To get my code. Yeah. Right? Just like, a code in a box. Yeah. yeah there's right? no fucking manual. Or, you know, like, I think maybe that robs it a little bit too. Yeah. But... Um, yeah. No, just there's no way the PS. However, the distribution there's no way it's going to handle it. Well, that's they've been preloading it for a week already, so I, right. I already have it sitting there. Oh man, if only you were a hacker if extraordinaire. Only I, if only I could own Rockstar. If and only then... you could decrypt your fucking data. <laughs> yes, that would be great. But I can also wait till Friday. I guess. So you just have it ready to go. Yeah, pretty oh, much. I mean, fucking god. I have it on good authority. There's a big day one patch. Uh, oh well, yeah, of course, but, of course, it's going to be. But uh, I don't think that'll be 100 gigs. Probably. I know the day one patch for the new Call of Duty game was apparently 50 gigs, so who fucking knows anymore? Um, but yeah, so it's, it's you know, I, I think the compromise for me would be just, hey, guys, don't make as many games. I'm fine. Look at my Steam library. Look at my bookshelf. That, that I'll is, be okay. Did you not live through 2008, Ben? That's not how this works. But also, it's, capitalism yeah, never, literally, ever reels it is It is literally in. like, <laughs> oh, well, the game's 100 gigs. Can we do like a 150 gig game with assets and we'll pay for the studios? Yes, of course yeah, we of can. Of course we can. And that, that, um, what's, what's troubling, and I hope that just for the sake of people playing the games, that they don't keep building like say okay well origins was this big odyssey was this big now whatever comes next has to be this it is it is a question of fidelity because they they have drawn back before at least though because like black flag is a giant open world which then they sequelize by going to a single city just highly detailed single city sure but like they they have contracted that series and expanded it occasionally i don't know man. um rockstar is never contracted every one of their games has been exponentially you bigger than the walking last one. through los santos in first person and just the detail i'm just like yep. what the fuck i'm happy this, this game's even bigger than that i'm game. happy this thing exists yeah but holy shit but holy shit yeah it's 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 you know it's a little bit like you know reading about the parthenon and it's just like this why did they make this because fuck you we can is that not because fuck you but, but to to display that yeah. we are the best that athens has all these riches we need to put them somewhere so we're going to build this giant marble thing on top of this plateau it'll see everything everyone will see it when they come in it's that kind of mentality almost it's just like we are the biggest we need to show you the biggest and um i don't know we'll see where it goes from here i i wonder what they do next and wonder if they try to get another game out this this console cycle or if they just start redoubling their efforts and take another eight years to make something even bigger than red dead somehow and that's exciting but also you know when you look at the realities of like to make this you had to do this what does the next thing look like what is it what is uh um crap what's the bethesda sci-fi game 
star something. Oh my god, yeah, I totally Starfield. forgot about that. Starfield. Yeah. I think about that game and Holy it's like shit, I can't even imagine. The thing that I I know about Bethesda at least from their outward image is that they are small and they keep it small. Like they don't balloon their their studio for big games. They just take a really fucking long time to make yeah. them. Um which almost seems like a better like yeah, it, I, I was thinking of this to myself that when that Rockstar stuff coming out, I was like, would I rather this game come out in a couple weeks, or would I would it be acceptable to me if they were like, yo, we're going to delay it till July next year? I would be bummed, but I think I would still probably rather that happen than what happened. But I also have no control over that shit. This yeah, is, I, mean, I do not run Rockstar, I, and me not buying a copy of Red Dead Redemption Two is not going to stop anything from happening the way it is. What, what terrifies me about that, right, is so Jonathan Blow. Not to talk about Jonathan Blow. I know, but it's he is, once he is, per episode. I know he is my David Lynch of just like I'm fascinated by him. I think he's probably not a great person, but he's fascinating. Uh, he he literally for his new game, which is like a Sokoban. But it's Jonathan Blow, so it's going to be incredibly complicated. Oh, yes. It has teleporters and a bunch of other shit. Layers upon layers. Because um, he thinks the universe designs his games. Whatever, Jonathan Blow. It speaks through him. <laughs> the video games. I, whatever. <laughs> um, he, he's very compelling. He makes a compelling argument about that. But he literally looks at his life now and he's like, I mean, how many more games can I really make? That's what Tarantino talks about with yep. movies. He's and like, he, so I'm he looks, on 8 out of 10 because I know I only yeah. have 10 in me. <laughs> so he didn't go, Blow didn't go that far. He basically said, like, I have to start looking at this. Like, the more time I waste making languages or whatever, it's n- time not spent on games. He's like, I have a finite amount in me. Mm-hmm. Rockstar doesn't because Rockstar no, is a fucking organization. It's a renewable beast. You can always feed it uh, more. And, and as we know, corporations are people thanks to our dope judicial exactly. system. Uh, so they can enjoy those benefits while also not having any of the weaknesses. There is literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's literally nothing to stop Rockstar from being like, all right, 10 years, motherfuckers. We'll see you in 10 years. Yep. And and they would still be profitable probably for most of those 10 years, assuming Red Dead Online turns all out. All they need be... is, is one hot online game. Right now, they're going to have two. Yeah. They're going to have fucking two at least. Yep. Because people are still buying shark cards. They're still updating. And they're going to keep a live team on that game yep. probably for a couple years at least after Red Dead Online comes I, out anyways. What, what is fucking hilarious and terrifying to me is that so many ga- so many fucking studios tried to be WoW. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to be. Nope. They just had to fucking make a good... Yeah. Oh my God. Make Elder Scrolls Online or something. Just something that can... Not even. Look at what GTA Online is. Yeah. It's not even like a full like 60,000 people server. It's no, whatever. It's, it's... We took the thing we had and we made it a multiplayer lobby, which is kind of what Red Dead's... They're just building on that, essentially. Which Do we know is, anything else about Red Dead Multiplayer? It will be in beta in November. Wow. <laughs> That's about it. And I suspect it will be very similar to the free roam in the first one, if not also also very similar to the, the online stuff. From GTA. But I do wonder if they go wackadoodle with it there. Because, you know, like Undead Nightmare was kind of that. And GTA Online has been the place GTA where GTA Online like, has jetpacks. There's and Tron hover cars. Cycles. Yeah, and, it's yeah. fucking out of control. So, yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see how that whole thing shakes out. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's going to be... I, I wish... It's stupid to say I wish the games would, like, stay the size they are. But, like, they're already too big. <laughs> they're Dude, already it, too big. It, it is fidelity. It yeah. is, if you want fidelity, it's going to cost gigabytes on that fucking install. Yeah. That's just the reality. I it. had a bit, I guess to wrap it back around to Odyssey, I had a moment where um, I got to Sparta, which is probably one of the last big places you get to. Um, there's gigantic, there's big, huge snowy mountains next to it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go up top of that mountain. I went up top of the mountain. And uh, you can see basically back to where you started. <laughs> And it's Fuck. amazing because yeah. it's gorgeous for and sure. the draw distance. And you could do that in Origins too. I remember getting on top of the pyramids and seeing Alexandria yeah, yeah, yeah. and seeing Siwa and just being like, holy fuck, this place is – I've gone from there to there to here. That's amazing. But then you think about all the stuff that's in every nook and cranny, every city, every NPC, and it just – it starts to like yeah, – just it's the, the enormity of it is amazing, but it's also kind of scary at a certain point where it's just like – they're going to have to top this somehow. And I don't know how I could even conceive of that. You know, when, when Breath of the Wild came out and it was like, how do they, <laughs> well, how do they get better than this? And I like legitimately just, I have no idea what you do after this because you so completely rejiggered this series. You could theoretically just do this again, but better. Um, but that's also not really how they work. Zelda games are not like iterative in the no, way that Ubisoft I, games are. They are foot in the ground this is this one next one is a com- it could be completely different i am moderately terrified of the next zelda i don't because i don't like you said i have no idea i can't even yeah do they go fathom. do they try a wind waker like thing with an even bigger ocean do they, what do they do what do they do who knows but that's it's exciting but it's also um you know especially when you kind of take into account the amount of people that it takes to make those worlds like uh, yeah where's 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 the equilibrium and of course it being an industry where you always want to make bigger than you made 
I don't know. It's a tough question to answer, but at the end of the day, you know, we're still ending up with these titanically huge games. I mean, Red, that... Red Dead is going to be a, an achievement. Yeah. No matter what. Like, no matter what. Yeah. Like, yes, slaves built the pyramids. It's still around. It's still, people uh, still take pictures in front yep, of the pyramids. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's like there's the two sides of that. And I don't think either point is invalid. Like, should we close off the pyramids and not talk about them? No. But also, yeah, I don't know. It's Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, at least you can say, like, yes, we know it exists and we know slaves built it. As opposed yep. to if we just tore it down, we have no idea. Yeah. I, and horrifyingly, if you go far enough, you get to the, conf- like, yeah, Confederate statues should be, you know, if you take that argument yeah. as far as you want to go. Um, but, I mean, Red Dead is just, like, it's going to be an achievement. It's going to be, like. And it's going it, to sell it, like it, crazy. It, and- uh, it objectively is the biggest, pro- probably the biggest video game ever made. Seems like it. Yeah. Just in terms of data, I don't know, however, to, whatever metric you yeah, want to use. Yeah, 100 gig download for a game is pre- definitely the biggest game and I've that's ever downloaded just, that's just by. A finish, that's just a finish. Yeah. That's what they're going to send to us. We don't know what was left, and right? we don't like, know what will come in patches and expansions and all this fuck. other stuff. Like, it's 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 big. It's big stuff. And I guess that's the thing is, like, what, the jump from SD to HD was a huge amount of yeah, data increase. Of and now that we're in the HD era and it's like, well, high definition graphics aren't enough. You now need to have a massive never ending kind of world. But no, I mean, I or guess. you don't need to, but like, I think the, the way the industry is going to, and Ubisoft is right along this track is instead of making, you know, a half a dozen or, or more than that, uh, a small uh, mid sized games throughout the year, you make two or three huge games, you yeah. make them live games so that they are supported for multiple years after their con. And so you get people to keep buying uh, content passes expansions whatever it's everybody trying to be destiny i mean to simplify it down yeah, it's oh, everyone sure. trying to be a live game yeah. which is just a iteration of everybody trying to be wow you know and and to a, a board or a ceo the idea of a game that just makes money forever is way more attractive than god of war which you play and wrap up within 14 hours and then probably don't touch again yeah um i think there is proof against that in the sense that god of war and spider-man both sold like crazy um and they are single-player-only games that are not live games. Uh, so, you know, the argument is against it there, but maybe only when you can bring to bear all the might of Sony or something like that. I don't know. I do. I don't know. I have no idea where we go from here. Other than, like, like you said. There's like, a breaking point, though, I think. <laughs> I think we... There's a breaking point for everything. Yeah. Nothing ever goes up and up and up. Yeah. And so the hangover from this is going to be terrifying. Yeah, which was largely what happened with the MMO boom. It happened with the MOBA boom. Sure. It'll probably happen with Battle Royales here at some point soon. Um, no, I'm talking like industry-wide. Yeah. Like, but the, I don't know. The land grab, you know, kind of aspect, which is we got to make it bigger, got to make it bigger. Um, it's going to keep going up, boys. Yeah. Like, that's the attitude. Uh, with Red Dead, that is true. Yeah. Literally, they... The, any... Even if they fucking botched the product, yeah. just in terms of, well, Rockstar did it, so it's going to sell, it's going to make its money back. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. And to people me. love Red Dead Redemption. Like, that's I, the thing. I that, love Red Dead Redemption. I love that game. I came too. to that game so late. And it's an it's a absolute favorite of mine. And uh, I think at the time, I just remember people being, oh, it's just GTA with horses. And like, it was not like written off. It still sold well and whatever, but it wasn't like the event that GTA 5 was. And I feel like in the decade or so since that game came out it's it's it has grown in many people's estimation to a point where like i could see this game selling as much as gta almost which is kind of (laughs) crazy just because those games are even farther ahead of where that game is so i i i predict crazy numbers next monday yeah yeah like insane record-breaking numbers yeah Yeah, i think even pre-order wise they've already blown away that spider-man because spider-man this year is the highest selling game over the launch period which is like the five days since it releases it did three points it, it will not have the tail that red dead will have because the online no, no, so exactly. like they're putting out an expansion for spider-man they're starting their dlc this week <laughs> ironically enough um and i'm you know that was a great game i will totally play the dlc for that at some point but it's also like everybody's getting out of the way it's to see activision ea everybody move their shit out of the way of this, this game this is, is that, fascinating again, that is the fucking scale of this yeah. like to be in the Hauser's position of just like, when, fuck you, like, yeah. <laughs> drop this bomb on the industry. When like, Activision goes like, hey, let's release Call of Duty in the middle of October because we don't want to get in front of that fucking uh, steamroller. To be fair, Call of Duty's kind of in like a, they're in a rebuilding yeah, year. They're, like, they're, they not, had, they're not in the place they were when G, when Modern, Modern Warfare came out and stuff. But uh, yeah. it's still, you know, and to see EA take Battlefield, push it way back. Yeah, everything is just like getting out. And yes, I think Assassins, if it had not launched then, they would have delayed it till next year. Oh, for sure. Um, sure. just because it's a similar game too. So, um, I don't know. Big games be big. I don't know. I don't really know. 
horse, all it's all the horse testing. It's all the horse yeah, horse the, testicles, the keyframes, the like the swing. It's very important. Um, well, we didn't talk about Better Call Saul at all. We didn't. There's a lot to talk about. We haven't ta- we haven't talked about this stuff. Like, no. this is more just like an industry update. But holy shit, dude. Yeah, and you know, use use AC as a, a jump off. So I got to talk about it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I still, you know, if you if you like history, man, though, I still I like. I, I come back to it. Having read Thucydides and enjoying it, like yeah. I know I'm gonna get it. Yeah. I, I, I you you ground me down on Origins. I was like, I don't know, fucking Egyptian. I'm just, I got yeah. into it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. There's some cat mummies. Yeah. Yeah, and it does have that same quality of like, uh, hey, did you know they sacrificed uh, was it seventy bulls on the final day of the Olympics? Sure. And there's just this huge <laughs> pit that's filled with like burned Yikes. bones and everything. You get to go to the Olympics also. Yeah. Like, spoiler alert. But um, yeah. So all that cool, just like historical over detail, really makes that game work. Did the Spartans get caught for doping? No, I out. replaced one of them yeah. <laughs> because it's a video game and everything happens to me, the player character. You're the chosen one, yes. etc. The way they make it happen, though, is quite funny, I will say. So, I can't want to play it. Anyways, big games to be big, and the biggest one is coming next week, and we'll talk about that, I guess, when it comes out. I am looking forward to it. I think that's going to do it, and we are at exactly an hour. So Beautiful. Take us out, Ben. We are out. Oh, my God.